I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. All right, welcome back to another episode of Artie Friends. I'm Allison. And this is Kara. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Kara has a big announcement. Well, it's already been announced, but... <laughs> yeah. No, I officially moved into the house, spent my first night there yesterday, which was really fun. Um, well, I guess I'm not officially moved in. I'm still working. I'm actually at the old house right now, recording and moving some stuff over today which will be good. I'm just so excited to be there because it definitely feels more like home. Where I've been living the last eight months since I moved out of New York has just kind of been like an in-between space. And it's like definitely felt like that, which is fine. Like obviously so appreciative to live anywhere. I don't care. As long as I can sleep somewhere, it's fine. But I'm excited to to like have a space that I can decorate my own. Really does feel like home. So yeah, that's what's going on in my world. What about you? Um, to avoid my usual update of I had a catastrophe this morning, we <laughs> decided to change the game. There's a podcast recording studio like a mile from my apartment. So no longer am I recording from the bathroom in a blanket fort today. I'm actually in a studio today. So hopefully my audio sounds better than it usually does. And I don't have to have the post office or the postal man banging on the door and two dogs to avoid and Clay working from home. So I think this will be a huge change for me in a good direction to leave the house and focus on recording these episodes every week. So that is honestly my update because that was definitely the most stressful part of the podcast is like, oh my God, okay, now we're recording at 10 a.m. My pipes are freezing. The heater's turning off this, this, and this. You guys know it's been an ordeal every single week. And I'm happy to say that this week 
Things are running smoothly. <laughs> yeah. How is it? You've been there for an hour so far because we just did the other episode. How's how's it over there? Great. I'm sitting in a chair. Usually, guys, I'm sitting on my bathroom toilet holding the mic. So today <laughs> I'm in a chair with a table and coffee and lights. I feel fancy. That's so fun. Well, now definitely the bad be. thing for me, my old house, so quiet. Like where I'm sitting right now, it's so quiet. And the new house is not as quiet. And I'm having a dilemma. So maybe you'll catch me in a studio next week too. Who knows? Maybe I can make it work. It's tough. Like if you live near any type of busy street, you can hear the cars. You can hear fire sirens. Like I live in my old house is in a very quiet neighborhood, tucked away. So we'll see what happens. TBD. Yeah. Did you want to? So I saw you posted on your story. You didn't like an intention for the week. Was that last week or when was that? Oh, I'm like, that. did I post that? No. So um, on new waves, you know how I said one of my goals was just like you document more of these things that I'm doing at the store. So I just made up a little story with this deck that we have at new wave. They're so cute. They're it's a 53 card illustrated deck and you just pull a card in the morning. So I did a little interactive one for followers. I just made a story that was like pick a symbol that resonates with you and then gave them like their reading, but I obviously, I knew all of them because I made it. So I didn't really have, <laughs> I couldn't really anonymously pick a, an intentional reminder, but. I can tell you which one I yeah. picked. I love yeah, that story, by the way. So the one that stood out to me was the staircase and it said Ooh. to find inspiration in new places, which I think that's really, that was, that really resonated with me. So I really liked that. It made me reflect. And think about yeah, taking definitely. a new perspective on everything, like trying to get a new viewpoint on just everything in my life and try to find, yeah, some new inspo. So thanks for doing that. You're welcome. It did. It, it took a long time. Yeah, I guess for this week, um, my assistant, I don't know for those people that know. So when I opened New Wave in June, I did everything by myself all summer and it was so intense. So I hired an assistant in August and I just made her a six month contract, which was basically up up until last week because I was like, who knows what the world's going to be? Like the whole world could be burned down. Like I cannot promise anything more than six months at this point. And I didn't know if the pandemic was going to get worse. I'm like, will the store even be in business? I don't want to over deliver any promises that I can't keep. So yeah, it was the six months. So I made her like a eight page review of like her performance and put a lot into it. And before we make the next six month contract, I really wanted to do it together because you know, it's a work relationship. Like someone you're either working for your dream or you're working for someone else's dream. So I majorly appreciate that she's like working for my dream and I want to be able to get her feedback and how I can be a better boss. How can she be a better employee? How can we work better together? How can we elevate new wave? And so this week we're really going to be fine tuning our relationship with each other and the store and where we want to be. And I'm excited about that because I feel like the world is kind of finally getting normal enough that we can plan ahead a little more and not be so week to week, like what the heck is going to happen next and make some longer term goals. That's awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel good. I'm, I'm becoming a planner. I ha used to hate planning, used to hate committing to things. And now I'm like, okay, fine. I guess we can think about something two months from now. <laughs> Instead of just look at it. 
in a week in advance. I'm still not a planner, so maybe I can take that from you. So today we're having on Logan Armstrong. He's a filmmaker, director, gets to travel the world and make videos for tourism boards. Like what? Dream job status. Um, He's also very fashionable, does a lot of cool videos on TikTok about men's fashion, which is fun, and also is really into cars. He recently bought a Mercedes, I think. Really nice car. Is fixing it up. And I don't think we could talk about it on this episode, but definitely make sure to go check out his Instagram to see all of that. But yeah, he's super entrepreneurial, is really smart. I think he's literally only 24. And I go to him for business and entrepreneurship advice. Um, I'm lucky to call him a friend. And yeah, it's a really fun episode. And then along with Logan, we had to dial in Chris because Chris was kind of the third person in Kara and Logan's friendship when they were thriving in New York. So do you want to say anything about Chris too while we're at it? Yeah. So me, Logan and Chris, if you guys didn't know, we were like the three amigos in New York. They were like my work friends, also my real life friends. And yeah, Chris is also insanely talented videographer. Like truly, again, he was working as an engineer, a structural engineer and switched to be a filmmaker and is now also one of the best filmmakers in the world, which is crazy. So it's so cool that I get to know them and learn from them. Also, as a videographer myself, they've taught me so much. And they're also just hilarious. So much fun. Like, I truly feel like you guys are going to enjoy this conversation because this is really just a glimpse of what my last year was like living in New York and hanging out with them. Like, we're just goofy, making fun of each other all the time. They definitely humble me. They knock my ego down to the ground and stomp on it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's fun. So without further ado, Logan and Chris... This is live. We're live. We're We're live. Oh, wow. And we're live. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Not My Podcast. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. That could be a a podcast name. It could be. Maybe that'll be my podcast. Well, not my podcast. Yeah, I like that. Wait, you should do that. (laughs) I Well, maybe. In the future. Maybe I might launch a podcast down the road, but that's in the foreseeable future. (laughs) Okay, so welcome back to Already Friends. Not... (laughs) Not my podcast. Um, yeah, today we have on Logan Armstrong. Logan, thank you so much for coming on. Not a problem. It was an easy 10-minute drive, so yeah. <laughs> really not much of an inconvenience. Uh, fun fact. Actually, really sad fact. We live 10 minutes away, but I think I've seen Logan twice in the last eight months. Well, yeah, we did We did work remotely together in Charleston for a month, and I just got so sick of you that I was like, yeah. I, need, I need a six-month break before hanging out with Karen time. again. <laughs> Literally a six month break, and we're like neighbors. That's funny. <laughs> no, but it's it's good. Like, we had our break, we're good, and now we're like we're back to hang, hanging. And now and we're ha- we've hung out twice yeah. in last week. I know and it's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> the frequency has yeah. increased exponentially. Uh, Logan, since then, has gotten a girlfriend. I have. Yes. <laughs> Wait, really? That's did the TikTok I have, work? Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It, actually, not through TikTok, through, <laughs> through the internet, though. Um, we met on Hinge, believe it or not. And fun fact, though, she grew up like 12 minutes from like my hometown. Like she's from the hometown next to mine, which is like small world. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a small world. I actually dated her best friend in college, which is <laughs> so funny. I didn't, I didn't know that until like three dates in. And, oh my yeah. gosh. And I saw a picture of them on Instagram, like from forever ago. Like I was doing a little Instagram stalking like one does. <laughs> and I was like, wait, how do you know her? She's like, oh, it's my best friend from high school. I was like, 
Oh, they're not friends anymore, thankfully. So you don't have to worry about that. But oh my gosh. Small no, world. No, really. These are Missouri problems yeah. that most people probably don't have to run into. It's just when you live in a, a town or an area that has like such a low population, you're bound to, to like, there's only so many fish in such a small pond. Uh, seriously. <laughs> well, okay, before we get into it, maybe you should introduce yourself. Tell yeah, I us guess who you so. are. We'll, we'll hype you up before we get on here. Yeah, gas me up. But, yeah. <laughs> but you go ahead. Tell us who you are. Okay. Well, hello, guys. Uh, my name is Logan Armstrong. I am 24 years old and currently living in St. Louis, Missouri due to, uh, the, the illness that, that everyone is enduring. The Rona. The Rona. The Ronavirus. Um, I am a full-time filmmaker and photographer. Um, I work for a company called Beautiful Destinations, and I get to have the pleasure of kind of traveling around and making cool places look cool. So really, most places that I get sent for work uh, kind of does the job for me. I really don't have to do a whole lot of than uh, kind of point the camera up and shoot. No, there's a lot more that goes into that, but uh Yeah. Um, that's kind of me in like a nutshell. Is there anything? Should I go in more depth? Like, um, no, I think I think you've hit and that's it. it. All right, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll tune in next week. Fun fact: Logan's actually not that talented. All the places he goes are just really cool. Yeah, it's just it, it's kind of built in plug and play. Like I really just show up, and then yeah. it's really just that easy. Tell us about your college experience, how you grew up. Just give us like a, even a more okay. bit of a background. The, the elevator story, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I kind of come from a like the most stereotypical, like modern middle of America family. So my dad is a police officer <laughs> and my mom um, growing up, she was a, a school principal. But now she's like in more of an administration role. But for most of my life, she was either a teacher or a principal. And uh, my sister is a nurse, and I shit you not, we had a golden retriever <laughs> and one cat that, like, lived outside. So, like, it was the – and, like, prior to getting into, like, filmmaking and photography, I worked in finance. So, it was about the most stereotypical, like, we're Caucasian family from the Midwest. Hello, the, the Armstrongs. Like, it doesn't get much more stereotypical than that. Uh, but, no, I, I'm, like, truly, truly blessed and like really privileged to have like two amazing parents. Uh, that's like for me, I think is one of the biggest catalysts that's like launched me into having any sort of success was like having two figures that I was able to look up to um, and that like I essentially like idolized growing up um, just who taught me a lot of character. Uh, my mom was really big into teaching me like chivalry and, and manners and things that like I think are lacking in like kind of like my generation, even the younger generation. So super thankful to have all that. Um, so I played like athletics and everything growing up and had planned to kind of go the traditional route to college. And I almost played golf in college and then decided to, to focus on school, which is comical for a reason I'll say now. Um, <laughs> so I went to SIUE, which is a school like just across the river in Illinois near St. Louis. So I went to school two years there. And during that time, after my freshman year, I got an internship at a financial advising firm. Um, and started performing really well there because initially I'd planned to go to to business school and then to law school after that and do like uh, corporate law. Um, but got this internship at this financial advising firm and started doing really well, really liked the environment, really liked the people that, at the office that I was working at. And so I started pursuing that more heavily. And so after my sophomore year of college at SAUE, I transferred to UMSL here in St. Louis, taking classes online full time and then working in finance full time, um, which was like amazing. I actually really did enjoy that. I was never really like 
wired, hardwired to like have that like traditional college experience. It just wasn't really for me. Um, I didn't really know why at the time. It just didn't feel right and didn't really make sense. Um, but down the line, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, so it made sense. Um, so during that time, I kind of ended up picking up a camera as like a fun hobby. Um, and I'm the type of person who has like a bit of an obsessive personality, I'd say. And so I became very obsessive over the fact that like I want to get really good at this. And so through that, like I ended up like having small businesses in like the St. Louis area reach out to me to do like create content for them. And I didn't even know that it was like a viable career option. And so I started doing that as well as like my career in finance and going to school full time online. And it got to a point to where I was like extremely stressed out and all, all the being I was like 20 or 21 at the time. And so it was a lot going on. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, let's like think of this rationally and logically. So for me, I'm like, what's what's costing me time, but also costing me money and not making me any money. And for me, I was like, oh, it's a no brainer, like school. And so I had to go to my mom, who's an educator, who's literally finishing her doctoral degree and graduating in in May. So go mom. Got to shout out to Katina, by the way, for <laughs> Dr. Armstrong, soon to be. Um, so I had to go to my my mother who works in education and and bring up the idea of me dropping out of school, which was not fun. Um, and I don't recommend this for everybody. If it makes sense to, to not go to college, then then I don't think you should. Um, I think every situation's different, though. But for me, I just didn't think it was right. And so after many, many, many several hour conversations, um, I did end up like taking a gap year. I'm still on that gap year. It's several years running. Um, we'll see how long the gap year continues. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, I really just kind of went full in on finance and filmmaking and then eventually realized that filmmaking was like my true passion and realized I could make just as much of a living um, as a comfortable living doing that as finance. And not to say that I didn't like finance, but I realized that, you know, if it, it like you only get one shot in life to do something like this. So I went full in and uh, kind of throughout that time, transitioned out of finance, started doing freelance work completely. And then got a direct message on Instagram um, from one of the co-founders at the company that I'm at now. And literally within three months of that time, I just moved up, packed up and moved to New York City for a few years until until uh, kind of the world shut down. And so I had been doing that up until that point. So that's kind of me in a nutshell, I guess, like the past like five years, kind of uh, the culmination to where we're at now. So, yeah. Just a oh. little Midwestern boy doing his doing his thing, travel the world, living the dream, moving to the Big Apple. <laughs> I feel like you're way younger than I thought you were. I thought you were like 26 or 27. You just carry yourself. I'm very 24. Mature. Yeah, I, I try to, and I think that working in finance for a few years it it, it kind of forced me to to build like this, and it's almost like a switch. Like friends that know me know that like in an instant I can like flip a switch and, and be goofy and like just naturally just be carefree and like, like, like legitimately a goofball. Uh, but working in finance, when some of these clients that I was bringing in, like Mr. And Mrs. Client potential client could be a lot of them were my parents age and some of my parents colleagues and people like in my hometown that own businesses. And so I would have to, I would have to mature myself to be at their level, like just to not to prove competency, but to, to, ensure that they felt comfortable trusting me with like their their portfolio and basically like right. their their life savings um and to manage that and so it taught me a lot about how to communicate and articulate with people that were much older than me and a after a while I actually felt more comfortable talking to people that were my parents age more so than even people my own age because I just felt there was like this this gap um so I, yeah I'm 24 but I like to assume my maturity is a, a bit higher than that which I which I like try to to kind of uh Perfect over time. 
Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. Okay. Tell us about moving to New York City. Were you nervous? I don't even think we've ever talked about this. Did that scare you at all? So it's interesting. So I was deaf for sure. Right out of the gate. Really? Easy. Short answer. Yes. Um, The long answer, I would say that I, I almost didn't have time to be scared. So the way it worked for me. So a lot of people like they have this pipe dream of moving to like a big city like Chicago, L.A., New York. Um, and some people like take the, I think everyone should live in a big city at some point in their life. I think it's an amazing experience and it helps like individuals grow immensely. For me, it was, I got a, I went on like a a test trip with beautiful destinations and then about a month and a half went by and they like were reviewing the assets that I made for them. And it was a Wednesday that I received a text from Tom Johnson, and he's like, hey, what are you doing Friday? I would love to fly you out to New York to meet the team and kind of like see if you'd be a good fit here. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Um, so I booked a flight two days later for that Friday. And I like had a, a suitcase and like a backpack and that kind of that just so it's the basics, essentially. And I didn't know it at the time. But from that point, I flew to New York. And that's when I moved to New York City. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Like, I, the only time like I stayed in New York for two weeks, at, like because I was visiting and I'm adding quotes. So I visited for two weeks and then I initially I, I went um, on a trip like right from there. And so I came then I came back to New York and then I only went back home like sequentially to get more stuff to take back to New York City. (laughs) And so for the next like three to four months, I was actually in New York, either living out of like my boss's apartment who he had he had two extra bedrooms or I was like just like the company was putting me up in different hotels and in between like I was going on different trips for, for the business. And so like I almost didn't I like was just forced to adjust so quickly it, it was terrifying. I can remember, and it's so funny now that I know the city as well as I do. I can remember like just being like, okay, I'm going to try and get, like, I would be at a hotel. I'm like, I'm going to try and walk to work without using my GPS. And I would just get lost. I would just completely, <laughs> and the, it's, the city's literally a grid, but I would just be like, and I would check my map like every so often. I'd be like, I've been walking the wrong direction for 30 minutes. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to call an Uber. So then I would just call an Uber. But so I really didn't, it was, it was scary, yes, but I almost was forced into that adjustment period without even like really being able to think about it um but it was amazing i would not i'm so glad that i took that leap and said yes um and i had a a different girlfriend at the time and it was scary like going into like this idea of a long-term relationship or a long-distance relationship but and long-distance relationships can work um that one didn't, but <laughs> they, they can't. Don't, don't use my situation as like the, as the comparison point. Um, but it, it's something that like it was so worth it. And I would have regretted it for the rest of my life if I didn't take that, yeah. that chance to move to New York City. Like it's yeah, I, if that had held uh, you back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And New York's not the same right now. And I'm like, I'm hoping and wishing eventually we'll, we'll go back to how it was. Now, do I think I'll ever move back? I, I don't know. Like it's something that I've thought a lot about. And now that I've been like – just for like where I think my career is going, I don't know if it's necessarily the most advantageous place to be, um, but we'll see. I think it's all going to depend on how like the next like year or two plays out with everything kind of readjusting back to normal. I feel like we're in the the wild west right now, and like a lot of it's yeah. just kind of like waiting to see how things kind of pan out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you like St. Louis compared to New York? Um, coming back to St. Louis, it was I I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Um, I didn't really, because for the past two years of my life, I was in such this like mode of like, go, go, go. 
so much. Like I was either traveling, I was I, for work. I was traveling probably about ten to fifteen days a month, and then while I was back in New York, there was always something going on. And so I I didn't really. I, I kind of forgot like this appreciation I had for like the calmness that like the Midwest has. And it sounds like cheesy, but like it's very homey here. And this feels like home and seeing my family and my friends that like I had like really in like that. Honestly, I, I like neglected almost for like two years. It was really nice to get back to like spending time with them and just having this like sense of like serenity and being able to like, wow, like, like take a breath and not have like the hecticness and the stress and everything like that. So I've enjoyed being back way more than I thought I was going to. Um, now do I see myself living in Missouri for the rest of my life? I don't know. I think that I'll definitely have like at least a house here mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. That way I'll, uh, this will always be home, but I don't know if this is where I'll necessarily live for the rest of my life. That's kind of how I would put it. Is there any other cities on your bucket list that you would actually want to live in? Or are you good at just keeping them for visiting? Um, I don't – I haven't really put much thought into it. Um, I think California is beautiful from like an, an aesthetic perspective. And I do think there's a lot of opportunity there. But I also think that like it's it dependent upon where you live in California. Like I think that, that L.A. lifestyle similar to New York can, can be toxic dependent upon how like you navigate that. So it would be one of those things where like – I have certain cities that I like a lot, like Austin. I love Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Do I want to live there? I'm not sure. So I would want to spend intermediate times in specific cities like Miami. I was just in Miami for work of like three weeks ago and I love Miami. It's amazing. The energy is insane. The weather's unbelievable. Now, do I want to live there necessarily? I'm not sure. So I would like to do stints in some of these places um, for maybe like several weeks or even a month or a few months at a time. But as far as like having a home base any other place, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't really put much thought into it. It's one of those things that I probably should think about more. Uh, but I haven't I haven't really yet to this point. I feel like that's the way to do it, though, is to just have a home base. Yeah. If it's somewhere boring, kind of, that's fine because it's just like really homey. But yeah. then live somewhere cool for a month. Go to New York. Go live there for the summer. Exactly. Go to L.A. for a month. Like, I feel like that's the new way. And with how the yeah. way the world's adjusted and being and it was it was navigating towards this direction, I think, anyway, as far as like remote working and being able to be more nimble and these like digital nomads, like it's been going mm-hmm. in that direction regardless. But I think that with coronavirus happening, it, it basically caused that to happen at an exponential rate. So I'm thinking, should we talk more about New York and all the fun stories about New York? There's not a lack of fun stories in New York. (laughs) As a surprise for our listeners, we're going to bring on another guest. Yeah, he's a special guest. (laughs) He's special. Near near and dear to my heart. (laughs) So I'm going to tell Chris Shepard, C. Shep, to join the call. At C. Shep on Instagram, TikTok, and OnlyFans. You can find him there. (laughs) Let me add him on. (laughs) So just to give a, a... can I give a bit of context to who Chris Absolutely. is? Okay. So Chris Shepard, um, he kind of refers to me as like his older brother in a sense. And like, he really looks up to me and like idolizes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I serious. He's not going to like this. <laughs> yeah, Chris, when you're listening to this, I apologize. But it's true. Whether he admits it or not, I, I like, I'm very, very much a mentor to him in life and in his career. No, Chris is, uh, I, I work with Chris at Beautiful Destinations. He's one of my, I, Chris is actually, I would say, more than a best friend to me. Chris is probably the closest thing I've ever had to, like, an actual brother. Like, I don't have a brother. I just have one mm-hmm. sister. 
Um, and he was my roommate in New York. And I've spent way too much time with this individual, that more than I would like to admit, <laughs> to the point to where I think I know Chris Shepard better than anyone else in the entire world, which is a, a scary thought. So it's so let's bring him on. Let's All right, let's bring him on. Let's do it. He's in the waiting room. I'm gonna start recording. Hey, we just hyped you up so much. Oh really? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I'm here. I well, yeah, I was giving a bit. Of, I was giving a bit of context, Chris, to like our relationship uh, and like how we know each other and and about okay. how you kind of like look up to me and and I don't like speak. Absolutely not. Yeah, I have a picture of William in my room. I mean, picture. You could call that more like a shrine. I feel yeah, like I have a candles, whole shrine. You have a picture a in your room, though. Did you I do. That? I do actually. Have a Wait, picture that's actually picture. true. Okay. Uh, Let me and Logan having dinner together. Yeah, I'll clarify. It's not a picture of Chris. It's a picture I have in my room with Chris. So there's a distinct <laughs> difference. That's true. That's true. I just have pictures of Logan. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have you guys on here. So I haven't even said how I know both of you. So I know Chris and Logan through Beautiful Destinations. That was my first job post-college. Moved to New York. And we didn't even actually hang out, though, like until... And we thought, Two months so, in, right? Yeah, we kind of, uh, the whole company we... It was we, after Ohio. Really so that, yeah, because yeah. I started there in April, and then we went to Ohio in June. Yeah, Chris oh, and I... Yeah, was that But we also, your birthday party narrative. was in May. Yeah, we, we Chris uh, and I created sure. this narrative at the office that Kara was this weird girl. <laughs> you know, like, in growing up in grade school, there'd be that weird kid in class who would, like, they pick their nose and, like, eat their burgers <laughs> behind, like, the rock wall or whatever at recess, like... We created that similar narrative at our office. Exactly. So that's what I, no, I'm kidding. That's why no one talked to me for two months. <laughs> I will say, though, I had an interesting initial, um, like, initial, like, perspective of Kara. Uh, the first time I really met her, I, I, I think that I think it may have been the actual first time I met her was we went day drinking um, in Brooklyn <laughs> for my birthday. It was like my 22nd birthday, I think. And like. Chris was like, oh, yeah, Kara's going to show up and it's going to be really fun. I'm like, absolutely. Like, let's go. I'm like, I'm glad that another coworker we have is fun and like willing to go out, which like and it's New York. Everyone's willing to go out and have fun. Like, it's kind of like <laughs> the thing there. Um, but, but long story short, throughout the course of the day, Kara it gets obliterated. <laughs> I didn't know she drank this much. Yeah. I didn't know table. I drank this much. She's on the tables, dude. She's all, on the tables. It's being thrown everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> All, yeah, all the while, this girl, I'm like, wow. I'm like, this Kara is all fun. I'm like, welcome. Welcome to the family. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, so this bar we were at was like four blocks from my house. Right. And then I just woke up at 2 a.m. We were at the bar, dancing on the tables, and I just wake up and I'm in my apartment, like, passed out on my on my bed. Yeah, yeah, that was from Kara's perspective. So yeah, I have not, no idea how I got there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's because we were at, remember we were having tacos. Yeah, we got <laughs> and then all of a sudden we looked to the side, we looked back, and Karen's gone. So I I, rem- I remember this happening, and we were sitting down at this Mexican restaurant that was like a block from the bar, and it's probably like four p.m. at this point. We'd been drinking kind of all day, so four or five p.m. It was like it was getting later in the day, and. I remember, like, we order, like, some margaritas and some tacos, and, like, Kara orders a bunch of food, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. Like, we're going to rally, we get some food to us, like, we're going to go out again tonight. And I see Kara get up, and, like, I assume she was going to the bathroom. I was like, Chris, like, is she, is she going to the bathroom? And I, Chris was like, yeah, yeah, she'll be right back or something. And then she just never came back. <laughs> and, 
and <laughs> and so oh we like and we realized this probably six months maybe maybe to a year later that Kara had blamed in her in her <laughs> mind had create fan, fabricated the story to where she blamed myself and Chris for letting her leave the bar blacked out and walk all the way home by herself which is like across the street <laughs> and Chris and I were like wait you've been holding this against us, this grudge against us for something that we didn't do well I was like in my mind I'm like you let me walk home alone in New York when I'm blacked out and I didn't even, I just woke up. And I was like, Kara, I thought you were leaving. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. You ordered a bunch of stuff and then got up. I was like, she's sure, like, it didn't cross my mind that, like, it would be like, okay, I'll paint it like this. If I'm in a restaurant, I'd be like, yeah, I'll have a margarita, three tacos, chips and salsa, and queso. And then if I got up and just left, that's how it would go. That, that's not normal behavior. So, so I just, I just, I just was perplexed, honestly. Yeah. A woman of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I told Kara, though, in the future, like, we will ensure that before you get up from any table ever, we'll make sure we know exactly where you're going. <laughs> and if you need to be escorted there, we're, we're happy to do it. Hey, I paid you for the food, though. I did pay you <laughs> back true, that yes. Monday at yep. work. I gave you yep. 20 bucks. Um, oh, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> so that was the first time we all hung out. Um, and then me and Chris went to Ohio, which... Was just you know what, you know what they say about Ohio though right like have you guys heard the saying they call it the most beautiful place on earth oh yes Ohio it the, was rated, the Maui of the mainland the Maui of the mainland <laughs> that's what they call it yeah yep oh my gosh we went to Ohio for a week and then we probably all hung out again after we got back because then me and Chris became better friends yeah and then we all went out what was that like in the middle of June I just got new roommates. Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about 130 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. We went back to the bar that we had your birthday party yep, at. The same bar. Also four blocks from my house. Yeah. We if anyone's listening from New York, it's Freehold. Yeah. We went yeah. to Freehold. A Good lot. Time. It's it's not the classiest joint. No, okay. it's, classy. it's classy. I think it's pretty classy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we were the element yeah, that was. We <laughs> No, Freehold was the best. We went back there, did more day drinking. Our whole summer of summer 2019 was just day drinking. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is my favorite. It was day drinking and then intermittently we would rally and go out that night. Sometimes. Yeah. We did that night. So, the, yeah, the, the first night we all probably hung out as friends was we did rally. And we went to – we tried to go to One Oak because I wanted to go to One That's Oak. Right, yeah. My roommate Kylie at the time had a friend who had a promoter at One Oak. And then we got there and the power was out. Yeah, there was a power outage. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's similar to what they're uh-huh. inter- like dealing with in Texas except not at all the same. <laughs> yeah. The only similarity is the power being out. <laughs> <laughs> One Oak probably just like didn't pay their bills or something. Like, Shit. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But then I guess we – I don't even know where we went after that. You guys went to Up and Down. Yes, and Logan. I, I left. I got sleepy. Yeah, Logan. Well, because I was like, I was fed up. I was like, I'm annoyed. Like, I thought we were gonna go. We were just, we were sitting someplace, and I got, I was like, I had rallied and ready to go, but like, I hit this wall that I was like, I either need to go somewhere right now or go home, and we were had didn't have definitive plans yet. So I was like, I go, I go sleep now. And Logan's <laughs> very much stuck in his ways. If he says he's gonna leave, if something doesn't happen, he's very stubborn. But he will hey, leave. <laughs> I, I will admit, though, I didn't blame anybody for not escorting me all the way home. <laughs> well, Austin escorted me home. That's true. I did have my Austin, friend. Austin yeah. held your hand all the way. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't um, alone. I was safe. 
Which is well, good. should we don't jump into our little game that we have for them? <laughs> I did not tell Chris or Logan what we're doing, why I was bringing Chris on. Half Are we doing shots? No, we could. <laughs> I almost spit it's out my on Monday. <laughs> it's a little early, but... <laughs> so, as the story, as you can tell, Chris and Logan are the kings of going out in New York City. At we're one the point, self-proclaimed. No, it. you guys love going out in New York. That's true. Up to the point where Logan almost became a promoter. I did <laughs> almost. <laughs> it's I, true. I got asked to become a promoter, and I entertained the idea for a day or so. So yeah, you almost became a promoter. So you But guys- if you need a hookup here, I, just feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'll get everyone hooked up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not got, actually, he knows I'm, a guy. I'm not actually a promoter, so don't do me about any hookups. <laughs> I don't even know if the promoters that I know are even promoters anymore. Who knows? But anyways, so with that being said, that you guys love going out, we decided we play a game called New York or Not Real. Oh, okay. I like this. <laughs> And we are going to give you the names of some of these bars uh, in New York City oh, okay, because you guys okay, are the okay, kings yeah. of going out. Okay. You're going to tell us. Okay. <laughs> you guys are the same four bars. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Allison, do you want to start us off with the first one? Yes. Um, it's Stinky Cheese. Stinky Cheese? <laughs> so, making sure I heard that right. <laughs> you heard so, it right. Do I need to spell it out? <laughs> okay. So I my initial... My gut check was to to say that it wasn't real, but I think that that is so absurd and like such a so. See, this is where I'm because I still think that Kara would totally just write down and be like, "This is funny." <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna say not real on this one as well. Actually, Chris, final answer. Final answers. Yeah, yeah not real. You guys are correct. That Kara definitely uh, made uh, that up. Yep. You know Kara very well. I can, yep, I can envision Kara writing, typing this down like, stinky cheese. This will get them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. New York or not oh real. God. Next one is Burp Castle. Burp Castle. <laughs> See, that's so I'm absurd. not as confident about that. But I'm going to say this one's confident. real. I don't think it's real. I'd go there. I'd check it out. I'd check it out. I'd not get a real. cocktail. Not real. I say not real. Okay, that one is real. It's real. What is a real yeah. bar? Chris, I can't believe you've never been to Burp Castle, man. <laughs> Wait, what if it's actually like, really cool and we sound like idiots because we don't know what it is? I, I don't know. I have no idea. They're probably closed. Like all. Yeah. Sp- I know. I feel bad doing this, honestly, because they're probably all not real. Me and Logan found <laughs> out one of our favorite bars, Ghost Donkey. It's shut. Close. I guess you found that out too, Chris. Didn't you guys try to go there? I tried to get what? There. what ghost oh. Yeah. <laughs> ghost you, You've been so, there. Yeah, that one's real. <laughs> little frozen marks, remember, with like the frozen cucumbers in them? You had, you got like, you bought like three whiskey cokes at once there one time. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. New York or not real, booby trap. Ooh. That's real. That's got to be real. That real. sounds, see, that's something that's like, it, maybe they wrote it down to sound real, though. Like stinky cheese. Yeah, I can't see <laughs> This one, like, ah. <laughs> I'm going to say this one's real. That sounds real. That sounds like a real place. Chris? I think it's real. You guys are right. Okay, yes. that's right. Okay. Hey, let's go. Okay, I have one, okay. too. Last one. Last one. Uh, the Trailer Park Lounge. Oh, oh, that's real. I think that's real. See, that Logan, sounds I think I've heard of that. that sounds too much like a real bar. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's not real. 
Yeah, like, what do we think it actually looks like? Is it a converted trailer park? Oh, if it was real, if I was the 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 creative director of this bar, it would be super bougie because it's ironic. It's like a trailer park lounge, and so it would be almost like a speakeasy. Like the outside would be questionable. And then you would go in and it would be super classy and super bougie. But this is all fictitious. It's not real. So, All right, Chris, what do you think? I, th- I think it's real. <laughs> all right, what's the verdict, Allison? It's real. Uh, uh, <laughs> what is it like? I'm going to look oh, it up Chris, as well. I can hear you clicking, Chris. <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm, I'm not cheating. I swear I'm not cheating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, shit. Yeah. This looks kind of familiar. Chris actually Chris Chris has probably been there like I said trailer in there (laughs) (laughs) how fitting that's temporarily closed huh okay I truly do have one more that we're gonna do okay okay New York or not real the gray mouse oh no no way (laughs) no way it's way too close to home (laughs) (laughs) we can't be on a podcast and not go over the mouse (laughs) that was a segue that was a setup (laughs) that's a good segue into the mouse story the mouse story please okay so let's set the stage logan and chris logan you just moved to new york we just talked about that before you hopped on chris and then you guys became roommates yeah yeah we had planned we had yeah, we had planned oh, okay. to be roommates, like moving to New York. That was like kind of the put us plan. together in hotels the whole time. They were matchmakers. <laughs> <laughs> matchmakers from heaven. No, Tom was the matchmaker. Yeah, Tom's Tom was, like Chris Harris. We set up there and together. Because <laughs> you guys both got hired at the same time. Yeah, no, that's a, I got hired first. Technically, I was there first. So it's like oh, okay. twins. I'm like twelve days older. <laughs> started first to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> okay, so this mouse story. Um I Chris, you set the stage and I'll explain the the couch <laughs> sequence because that that right. like I think that's better from my perspective. <laughs> so it's my twenty fifth birthday. We're having a great time pre gaming. I'm wearing a tiara and a what is it called? The, a sash. A sash. <laughs> um and we're about to leave. Well, we had just gotten back from a, a like a twelve day trip for work. We got back that day. Oh wait, no, 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 because wait, no, Massachusetts. We got back from Massachusetts, so we did that concert. And this was the next day. Oh, okay, but okay, yeah. So the, yeah, we just got back from like a twelve day trip. Right. Within one day. Um, and then the, oh, after the concert, this was that day. And yeah. Then, well, we and then basically having a great time. There's no worry in the world. But then we see a mouse. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Scurry across the floor. Chris and I see this mouse at the exact same time. Like, and we, we just looked at each other. We thought we were like, we were either like completely drunk and blocked out or we're, we're seeing things or we both saw that. And we just like made this intense eye contact. We were like, was that real? And we just knew we were like that was real. Holy shit. <laughs> And this wasn't a rat. It was a mouse. It was like the size of like a like a Chick Fil A chicken nugget. It wasn't really that big. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it was like pretty cute, honestly. I feel like everyone that has a mouse story does the opposite. They're like, no, it was a full size rat, and everyone's like, no, it was no, we were being babies. Baby. It was in my head. In my head, it was. Uh, <laughs> we, have video, we have video of it. So that's how we know that. It was <laughs> we were being little sissy boys. Um, like it was not. It was not that. Long. No, but the funny part is that so we basically scared it away into the bathroom 
So we thought. And then we wanted to go out still, but we couldn't go to sleep with this mouse. So we're just like, we're going to deal with this tomorrow. So we like blocked the bathroom door with yep. stuff. We like, and then we went out to Walgreens and bought duct tape and duct tape <laughs> all the bathroom. Yep. Yep. So we didn't have a bathroom for the rest of like the next yep. day. Um, you guys handled this terribly. I know. Oh, horribly. <laughs> we, well, we had already been drinking and our priority was to continue drinking and going out. We weren't trying to fix the problem. We were literally trying to put a Band-Aid on it and solve it later. And then the next day, we took off the duct tape, and we had all these traps set up as, like, a fort, basically. We we thought this was a full foolproof plan, <laughs> mind you. We had full confidence in this. Then we, then we opened the door, and the mouse was in there. <laughs> Not there. Yeah. <laughs> so we went through this intensive, intensive blocking process of trapping. So we thought trapping this mouse, and it just it just wasn't there. Like at all. It just wasn't even in there. So <laughs> like it was. And so then we just were haunted by this little guy for like the next couple of weeks until Chris had Chris finally caught him when I was on a trip and he released oh. it back into the wild. That was actually months later. I think it was a different mouse, but <laughs> <laughs> it was his child. <laughs> Great yeah, grandchildren. Kids. <laughs> yeah, his whole family. A, <laughs> whole army. Okay. But tell the story about your TikTok, Chris, about the mouse. Oh, yes. I made a TikTok about this. And because you guys are screaming like girls. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. (laughs) Honestly, I'm gonna take. Yeah, I scream like a like a girl, basically, like very loud, very embarrassing. And I was screaming so loud that our neighbors heard. (laughs) And like basically a year later, I posted a TikTok about it, and I get a comment from the girl that was our neighbor that we never met once. And she's like, oh, my God, like, I was your neighbor. I could hear you screaming, like, all night, like, my boyfriend, like <laughs> making fun of you guys. It's so hard. It's, it was, I was. Oh, my God. So I was, uh, Chris would see the mouse and he would sh- shriek. Shriek is how I'm going to describe his scream. <laughs> and, yeah, run up, run up onto the couch. And then I, I was trying so, because I had a broom that I was trying to whack the mouse with. <laughs> But I could I couldn't focus because I was laughing so hard at Chris screaming. It was one of the most one of the funniest situations of my entire life. I'm like glad it happened. Honestly, it's a good time. And the mouse, he's probably free in Central Park and just roaming with all his buddies. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. All his little friends. <laughs> you should if you guys want if you guys want to see the TikTok Chris is referring Chris. What's your ad on TikTok? This is just C Shep five. C Shep twenty five. Go go to TikTok. Go to C Shep twenty five. Scroll down just a little bit, and you'll find the mouse video. It is very modern. Yeah, it is worth. You'll have to scroll past the travel videos, which Chris gets the most online hate for. Chris is Chris is a perpetuator of uh, online beef, and he loves it. He's like the uh, I don't know who's like a big internet like Trish Paytas. Doesn't yeah, I was just gonna say that girl. Chris Paytas. (laughs) Trish. Yeah. <laughs> just At least Chris and I are in the same boat. I don't know. Some people just love to hate on other certain people. Like I can do one thing, Kara can do the other thing, Kara gets praised for it, and then everyone like one stars and hates me. So fuck. I have an in- so with specifically on TikTok, I think this is a problem because and you'll see this a lot with these like generic broad like hate comments, these haters, these internet trolls. And it's because on the for you page you have no prior connection or rapport to these people. So they're just mm-hmm. seeing something and commenting without hesitation to where like on YouTube or Instagram, you usually build like some relationship with like your audience. And so they're, they already know you as a person to where on TikTok, they're like, Oh, this per like this 
guy Chris is screaming like a little girl on, on scared of her mouth. Like they don't know the 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 deep rational fear that Chris has of mice behind the scenes. <laughs> nice phobia. They don't know that. They don't know that. So they they can't hand, they can't deal with the compact. They can't rationalize the compassion necessarily. So that's my theory with the TikTok. That's hate. true. Yeah, but I like. I don't know. I get a little bit of TikTok hate, but really mine's pretty positive overall. Like I don't really get I think Chris like the way that you format your videos kind kind of invites it almost. I want yeah. <laughs> no, and I think it works. I think that's the reason so many of your videos go viral is because of the engagement that you get especially from comments. And like like any publi- like any publi- He's like smiling sitting there. Yeah. I think it's very thought out. It's very I think it's strategic in the way that you do it and intentional. <laughs> You make yourself a punching bag. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All for the fame. All for the clout. Do you want to say anything positive about your experience while you're here? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've been hating on you and being like, Chris is afraid of mice and all these bad. Like, do you want to um, hype yourself up a little bit? Gas yourself up, bro. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, along with some of those hateful comments, I get, like, people DMing me, like, asking for, like, trip itineraries of like those tiktoks and they're like inspired and some of them like even bought plane tickets and were like inspired Aww. to travel so there's as much love as there is hate exactly i think it's very much yeah there's the other side of the coin to where people are like they see like and even from a content perspective they see that and they're like it, it could motivate them to like making their own videos or and doing their own thing and finally taking that leap and even in spite inspired of the hate people in spite of the hate they they are inspired enough to do it and and do it on their own as well yeah yeah you're an inspiration to the generation <laughs> i know i know, I know. It's hard. <laughs> can we just that is true you guys do inspire a lot of people i'll gas you guys up chris and logan are probably some of the most talented filmmakers <laughs> out there right now seriously <laughs> it's true you know it but you're being humble but anyways one time in new york these two got spotted you guys were celebrity spotted. We were on the subway, and someone came up to you, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after the Yankees game, I do remember it this. Was Logan, okay, then. yeah, yeah. He was in Puerto Rico. Yep. I I've spent like a good amount of time in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. just with work, and so like a uh, a percentage of my audience is now like Puerto Rican, which is pretty cool. Um, that is cool. <laughs> and yeah, so a guy literally he's like, "Oh, are you Logan Armstrong?" And I was like, "I or I think he said my Instagram handle." Like, "Are you Logan Strong Arms?" Strong Arms. Subtle plug. My Instagram handle is Logan Strong Arms, and a lot of people think that I'm just a narcissist, but in reality, <laughs> it's just a play on words. My last name is Armstrong. Why wouldn't so. you just do Logan Armstrong? But because it was it was taken at the time, oh. and I like Logan Strong. Do you feel like you have to keep having like? It's a physique to, to uphold exactly. your Instagram handle. It's a sense of accountability <laughs> to keep me in the gym. I'm really passionate about fitness. And so it plays a dual role. It's a play in words and it's a sense of accountability as well. But yeah, it was really cool. It was Perfect. cool to see like it was cool to have a tangible experience of somebody who follows you and like follows your work who also is like aspiring to the same thing as you. Um, and to realize like, oh, like all these numbers that you see online, like these likes and comments and they're like actual people. Like when you get when you get like a bunch of views on a video or a bunch of likes like you kind of dismiss it as like oh this is just engagement these are analytics and numbers but sometimes you're like wow like this is enough people to fill like a baseball stadium or something crazy like that so when you put it into that perspective it is it is pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah do you guys have any other stories you want to share because i'm happy to bring more up but if you guys have something um, in particular <laughs> 
Do you have any in mind? Like, maybe we can just no, use that as like a. No, say something from Charleston. Maybe like the party boat day. Does anything spicy happen that day? Yeah. So a local yacht rental company offered to take us out in exchange for some photos and videos. Yep. So obviously we were going to do that. We rented a yacht. They drove us around. It was I awesome. Mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Just took some photos and got drunk. It was great. It was honestly amazing. And that was probably one of the last things we did the whole trip. Yeah, summer. it was towards the end, I believe. Yeah. It was the last weekend that everybody was there. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, we all, I think we all made TikToks about that, too. So you wanna yeah, if you want to go scroll see and all the details. Those, yeah, it was a good time. I'm trying to think of the funniest thing that happened this summer, but I honestly, I don't know. In Charleston specifically? Yeah. I don't know. It was just a, oh, a month full. Wow. Well, we did have another vice issue there. Which, oh, that's right. Yeah, the mouth really? follows yeah, all the way from New York. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, snuck into Christmas suitcase something. A bunch of mice. You had one. Yeah, there was one. There was one, <laughs> one, one mouse. One <laughs> mousey. Austin got it. Caught it, yeah. That's so funny. I forgot about that, actually. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That was not even Okay, but you know what they say about mice? No, I know a lot about mice now. I've had my run-ins, too. If they come out in daylight, it's because their nests are full, and they're coming out to try to find a new nest. Mice are all nocturnal. So if you see them, there's usually a whole family. Oh, that's... Not reassuring. <laughs> um, maybe we should do one more topic and then maybe wrap up. But what if you guys had someone going to visit New York? What would you recommend that they do? Is that a fun topic? In like a day, like one day, or like just a one I think activity? We should talk about what your favorite thing about okay, living there yeah, was. Let's like do one activity. Let's do one where it's like one touristy thing, and then one like low key yeah. thing. Like that's more like New York, New York. So. Chris will go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, my like, ideal day. Yeah, give us your ideal well, day. Like, I just feel like the tour with all the people I visited. Like, I'd walk through Central Park, then go to the Flatiron Building, uh, Grand Central, and then, like, go downtown to, like, the World Trade Center, uh, and then go to Brooklyn, uh, to Dumbo, and then, like, walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. And then, like, obviously my top, like, tourist activity is, like, flying the Ion, which is, like, a helicopter over the city. Yeah. Yeah, your guys' photos from that were insane. So that's what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'll mine's not gonna be like I would do because I really enjoyed like when my friends would come visit me in New York. I felt like this like tour guide. It was really fun. I like I liked giving an experience. Um so some of my favorite things were like I always would try to do things that were like reminiscent of like movie scenes that you would see so like things like going to central park and having like a picnic or something like that that's like at sunset at sunset it's like such a vibe like it's like wow this could literally be a scene from the movie so things like that and then some the more like low you would i would take them into do like the tourist things like the oculus and like like one world trade and like all of that um but then like for dinner, and obviously I would take them out to like fun bars that I would go to. But like for dinner, I would always take all my friends, which shout out to Logan Lambert, who actually one of our old coworkers, he introduced me to this restaurant initially. But Thursday Kitchen in East Village is my favorite restaurant in New York, and it is unbelievable. So and they're still open. They're doing uh so if you're in New York, get takeout from Thursday Kitchen. So good. Not sure if they're doing like the uh like street dining, but like support them. They're local and the chef there's amazing so i would always take them there and then all my friends even one of my friends miranda she's pretty picky about what she eats um and she was she was she's still to this day she's like oh i dream about the steak like that i had there so yeah it's a good time if you're if you're in new york so check that out what about you kara i feel like my recommendations if you're going to new york um you have to go thrifting which 
is so fun in New York. Um, L Train Vintage, Awoke Vintage, just so many good spots. Um, Thursday Kitchen, highly recommend too. So good. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. Doing like the movie stuff is cool. My I took okay, here's the thing. So I never wanted to do the super touristy things. My friends Natalie and Kaylee came and visited me and they're like, let's go to Times Square. Like, let's go to Tiff and Co. or Tiffany and Co. And it's exhausting. But that was December of 2019. So like two months, Mm -hmm. three months for the world shut down. We did all the things like and then I literally moved down to New York and I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful that they wanted to to, do all the things like go shopping on Fifth Avenue, like go see all this stuff because I never would have done that. And now I don't even live there anymore. (laughs) Yeah, because when you live in New York, there's this sense of Chris and I did this when we would like want to go take photos in the city. We were like, oh, we could do it tomorrow. There's there's always like Mm -hmm. this idea that like, oh, why do it today? I could just always do it tomorrow. But then like in lieu of COVID, we realized that like that may not be the case and like tomorrow isn't necessarily guaranteed. So if you have that like that itch to go do it, I would just I would just go do it like immediately as, if you can, if you're able to. Yeah, I always saw more of New York like than my friends came. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we were never close, there. So. Yeah, we yeah. weren't even there for like half of the time. Yeah, that's true. Tara, <laughs> you were you were like didn't you like calculate how many weeks you were there? Yeah, I think I was there was, like, like nothing. Twelve weekends oh the whole time I lived there. That's <laughs> that sad. Insane, yeah. So yeah, definitely don't take it for granted. We did a good job though. Like when we were at the office, we would go eat lunch in Madison Square Park. Like we did a good yeah. job of getting out of the office and like taking our lunch breaks to explore and stuff. You got to. You got to get out of the the grind, the nine to five grind. Yeah. Exactly. And now we all live in boring places. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of in the same no. boat as you guys. I basically was never ever home and kind of like Omaha was my home base. But in 2019, I think same thing. I was home like four months of the whole year. Wow. And in 2020, we were in Peru when we had to come Oh, home. that's crazy. So now I'm here. But kind of before you popped on, we were talking about how we actually like don't mind it as much as we thought we would i thought me having to like sign a lease in omaha was going to be like the worst thing to ever happen but it's kind of nice not having to go 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 every single day and being like okay where am i going to sleep tonight what am i going to do today and just have some routine yeah it's not been bad at all and like i don't have fomo anymore because like nobody's doing anything (laughs) it's been like like, nice to like connect with like family and friends from home that I probably wouldn't have spent as much time with otherwise. Yeah. I agree. I concur. I said the same thing. And where are you for our listeners? Where am I? Oh, I'm in Maryland. Well, Chris didn't say where he's from. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Maryland. So I'm in Maryland right now. (laughs) Maryland? Maryland. (laughs) Uh, Ellicott City. Ellicott City, Maryland. Give us your address. Dox yourself. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, pretty, Pretty boring. Yeah, no. we're all in kind of irrelevant states. But, yeah. <laughs> it's good. No, I agree. I, I like it. Okay, but I have a theory that being from a boring place actually makes you like a better creative and a more interesting person oh, because do. you yeah. have to like try so hard to make your life seem cool and interesting and meet the right people. <laughs> yeah. Like we can go to New York and just like pop ourselves in front of a cool building. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then any photo you take is going to yeah. look cool. But yeah, you have to actually like train your eye to look for cool things. When you grow up like in the Midwest. I agree. Well, I think people from cool places also don't appreciate places like New York like we do. Oh, yeah. yeah there's such true. a deviation from like 
our mundane normal normalcy so like it gives it, it's a nice like whoa like shock like if you're from hawaii and you go to new york like you're like oh it's cool but like it's just it's like it's on the same level so like there's not there's not as much of a, a contrast necessarily of like the wow factor even though they are different so that's what i would say so raise your kids in a really boring town. They'll yep. love everything after that. <laughs> yeah. More of the story, move to Iowa. <laughs> well, this was really good. I feel like it was fun to have guys because we've only ever had girls on the podcast. So it was a nice change up. You guys yeah. came on before our boyfriends. You're like extra Oh, special. wow. We're on our perspective. <laughs> we'll give, yeah, we give a bit of a different perspective, I guess. Yeah. They're not obligated to say nice things about us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they can just roast the shit out of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we should have roasted more, I think. Yeah. Okay, let's end the podcast with one thing you hate about me. No, 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 you don't even know Allison. Oh <laughs> I was like, oh, I, was, I actually came prepared. Let me pull my notes out. <laughs> um, no. Do you guys want to plug yourselves? Do you have anything cool that you're working on? Or Yeah, I mean, my, my at's Logan Strong Arms on both instagram and on tiktok so like go to give you a follow follow me there say what's up let me know that you came from the pod i'd be i'm happy to chat with anybody so yeah yeah my handle c shep <laughs> and if you want his finsta it's c shep 25 he's a chipmunk that's true and i'm doing a lot of traveling this year a lot of plans coming up in the next two months so follow along follow along the journey yeah live vicariously through these guys exactly <laughs> Well, we'll definitely have you guys yeah. back on. This was too much fun, and it was really short. Yeah, part two coming soon. I feel like we have so many more stories. Oh, we have so tell. much. We barely even scratched the surface. I know. Yeah. Chris and I will come to St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. The next one we do needs to be an in-person like all four. That would be oh, good. my gosh. Where should we meet up? In Kara's so, new house. Yeah, in your new house. I know. Ha- yeah, I don't house, even think Chris knows. Yeah, did you end up buying the house? Yeah, oh, I got shit. it. Oh, yeah. my God. That's awesome. Congrats. Thanks. I'm so excited. Well, there's only one guest bedroom, but... Well, it'll be your podcast studio. Me and Allison can I share live, a bed, and I then you guys cuddle all the time anyways, so... I, I live in St. Louis, Kara. Oh, need, my God. Wait, I don't, Logan I don't, lives I don't, here. I don't I need those to... I'm planning on visiting Logan. I didn't even... Because I don't see you. Kara's so I like, kind of forgot that you lived here. House. I'm like, why wouldn't I just stay at my house? You know, he like drove to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I literally drove here to be with you today. Okay, I think we need to end on that because uh, this is a good note. my, my brain is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a sign off thing? Can I hear it? Oh, wait, we didn't ask you. We have to ask you our signature question. Oh, that's the signature yes, question. Yes, Allison, you got to ask it. What makes a good friend? <laughs> I feel like it's so cheesy to them, though. That's their signature question. Yeah, our signature question is, what makes a good friend? What makes a good friend? Um, a what? good friend is somebody that you can be friends with through, like, really, really good times and, like, the highs and also, like, the really, really shitty times, even if you're arguing or, like, something's going bad for either party. That's what makes a good friend, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Somebody that you can just trust to be there for you, like, no matter what circumstances you're dealing with. Because there's, like, a lot of friends, you know, like, that are, like, party friends or, like, surface level friends, and they're, like, fine to, like, hang out with, but then, like, they don't care about you and, like, you're not doing well. They're, like, situational friends almost. Yeah, but you want all the time friends. Exactly. Cool. Great. Good answer. Well, thanks so much for listening to another episode (laughs) of Already Friends. Catch you guys next time. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you guys doing video soon? I want to. We we've been taking it the baby step steps. by step. Okay, we don't want to get video, overwhelmed. Video coming soon. Yeah, in the future. Yeah. 
So subscribe and thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Logan <laughs> needs a podcast. Look at him. <laughs> I know. I just don't want to. Not my podcast. He's ready for his own. <laughs> I know. And then you'll have us on. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so you guys be my first guest. Perfect. How about that? Okay. Oh, perfect. You heard it here yes. first, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. You guys sign up. You guys sign up now. All right. Bye. <laughs> much for listening we really hope you're enjoying the new podcast are your friends please don't forget to subscribe rate and review are your friends on apple podcast and to follow on spotify yes the reviews help us a lot and we really appreciate you taking the time to write them as a bonus we're doing a giveaway for free airpod pros at the end of the year so to enter screenshot you listening to the podcast screenshot that you followed and subscribed post it on instagram on your story and tag the podcast so we can choose a winner at the end of the year thank you so much for listening to another episode we'll catch you next time you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.